Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. A quick message before we start this episode. Due to the entertaining nature of some botanical names and the descriptions they offer us of plants, there is an uncut version of this episode available on our new Patreon account. So if you enjoy a good joke that may be less PG than many of our episodes, uh, go to Patreon and look up the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum But I will say this version is still plenty entertaining, so we hope you get a good laugh and learn a little something about botanical Latin. Hello, gardeners. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited for this episode. Sarah is stoked. I've been waiting. Couldn't sleep last night. I couldn't. (laughs) I was. I've been thinking about the outline of this episode for days. And I'll be honest, I haven't thought about it at all. I'm not real surprised. (laughs) Um, What are we talking about today? We are talking about botanical Latin Ah! and Latin names. And we're going to be talking, I wanted to just, I guess, give myself a kudos, (laughs) (laughs) even though I did nothing, because we're going to be talking a lot about genus and species, right? And the differences and then all the varieties and various things. Don't worry, we're going to get into it. But I was proud of myself in our staff meeting yesterday when I explained accounting procedures by equating it to genus and species so that everyone would know what to do. And I was like, I am the only executive director who can use this example and it will work. And you could see the recognition (laughs) on the faces of everyone. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have. So proud. I struggled with... um, finding an an example that compared species and genus to Mm -hmm. other people's lives maybe i should have gone backwards and compared it to accounting you should not most people are not a fan i was gonna say i don't know what the you know i don't know enough about accounting you guys i got a c plus in accounting i'm pretty sure i'm sure i've talked about this before and it is the one part of my job that I do every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I took, if somebody would have told me how important it was, I would have paid closer attention and not taken the accelerated course. I took like one personal accounting class in my gen ed at community college to like get it done. I passed it fine, I think. I have no memory of it really. Mm. Um, no. But I do it all the time. All the, the time. The the language I can speak to city administrators now is scary. What's crazy to me is I do it every day and have a team of accountants that we contract. Yes. So if we didn't have them, what would you be doing? Nothing but... Quitting. <laughs> so... We must have accountants. We must have accountants. So that's my one recommendation, everyone. Learn accounting. It'll always or apply. hire an accountant. <laughs> Well, if you need a job, accountants yeah. are necessary right if now. If you're a college student who can't decide their major, and it's not a bad one. Have a job immediately that pays well. If you can handle numbers, I couldn't do it. I, I am, but I couldn't. Enjoy numbers as long as they're heavily buffered by plants. Mm. Not usually in accounting. No, <laughs> except for here. Except for the audit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, ugh, okay. back to a language we do speak, and I always Botanical tell people, Latin. yeah, 
Botanical Latin, it's not actually a language. It's a system. So you can't really compare it to Latin. Do you speak any other languages? Or um, just Botanical Latin, which isn't a language, I guess? This is well, new to me. I know some Latin phrases, mm-hmm. but I don't know what the... like. I know the Latin phrase and the English phrase, but I couldn't compare right. them word for word. Okay. But it's not the same because Botanical Latin is renaissance latin specifically which i don't know what that means just okay to be good f- clear it's like is this something i missed in school I just along with accounting googled that <laughs> and which is like latin for the art not for the speaking as a as like nobody would speak botanical latin as a language okay. it's just a form of it's like a classification system so um but I usually tell people, just like accounting, that you should hire an accountant and not feel bad when you don't know accounting words. Yes. It's the same kind of with botanical Latin. We speak it because that's how we properly identify plants. We don't really think badly of anybody who doesn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like something we expect everyone who comes to the greenhouse to speak. Not even a little bit. I didn't know any plant scientific names at all before I started this job. I bet you did. I bet you knew at least one. Okay, well, I knew a couple. <laughs> okay, see, everybody... I to exaggerate. People know some. And more Aloe than you vera. Think. Aloe vera. Everyone knows that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Allium. I didn't know that one. Oh, okay. There honest. are some plants that just don't go by a Echinacea. I knew that one. You knew it. Okay. Why do we use botanical Latin so that we know exactly what we're talking about yeah amongst each other yes because there's like sunflowers for example mm-hmm. is the common name of like A 10 billion genuses <laughs> and all their species we went with different numbers <laughs> we did <laughs> but it's a lot it's a lot i mean because i have sunflowers you have sunflowers yeah. they are not the same they're not the same sunflowers i have heliopsis yeah you i have, have no idea what Something. I have. Um, there's <laughs> Helleniums. Yeah. There's, there's uh, just like so many, anything that's yellow with a dark center, people call sunflower. Mm-hmm. And that's cool because that means it's like the easiest plant to recognize. Right. Everyone knows what sunflower is. And I love that. Unless it's a black eyed Susan, then they call it that. True. But some people some call people, black eyed Susan sunflowers too. Right. What some people you? don't know black eyed Susan and that's they just right. say sunflower, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, because if you come to the greenhouse to shop, we may call them those things on their bench cards to sell them to you, but they're all labeled with their scientific name so that they can be sorted into what they actually are. Mm-hmm. So let's be clear. We're not telling everybody that they should learn the scientific names of all their plants. I mean, I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. Think, Sarah is. I think it's it's good to know a few yeah. scientific names. It's a recommendation. It's a recommendation. We're not trying though. to be snobby. No, it's not like <laughs> never come to an NSA plant sale if you don't know your scientific names. We're gonna start new passwords to get in. <laughs> We're just gonna show you a plant and you have to say the scientific name. I love botanical names as passwords. I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're great passwords. And actually. 
some of them are really good. Yes. I will agree. You're not a fan of you. the ones I've most recently chosen. Um, the one you most recently chose, actually, once I read it, I was like, that one's actually pretty easy. C. You know what are not easy? Any of the grass scientific names. Those I find impossible to remember and impossible to spell. Boodalua? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> or isn't there a supportable... Sub- Sorgastrum. Sorgastrum. <laughs> I don't know these. What is happening? The one I can't spell to save my life and says Symphiotrichum. Well, yeah. The new aster name. It's like sometimes it's a Y, sometimes it's an I. Who knows? English. Oh, wait. It's not. It's not English. <laughs> so what? what is it? It's actually some Renaissance Latin some Greek, and some straight-up made-up words. Mm-hmm. That's, it's not all Latin, even. Um, and there is no real consensus on the pronunciation of some of these words because they don't even come from real languages. So you may hear not only plants have different common names, they all have the same scientific name, but people may pronounce it different. Right. Like, I say Agastashi. And I say Agastashi. And some people say Agastiki. Oh, no. Who says that? I have told this when I was in the after school program running that long time ago. <laughs> uh, we had a student named Leatrice. Oh, that's so um, pretty. And short, Leah. Yeah. I called her Leah. And so I did know that one coming in. See, more than you knew. Um, but that one also is like Leatrice. I say Leatrice. Leatrice. Mm-hmm. So, like, and then it also has two common names. It does. That's it. You have Gay Feather, and then what's the other one? I Blazing always forget. Star. Blazing Star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who knows who what knows? we're talking about at any given time? Well, let me tell you who knows. Okay. <laughs> that would be the International Code of Nomenclature, which is updated every five years by the International Botanical Congress. And the fact that that exists makes me so happy. How do we get elected to that Congress? I don't know. I think we need much more college. You should get appointed. Probably you have to have more college than we've had. You, you are at least... Have a doctorate. Most likely. In, in botany, botany, I would imagine. That was never a doctorate I was looking at. <laughs> I um, didn't actually do that well in botany, which is embarrassing since my botany professor is down the hall from us. Oh, well, what matters is what you do with it. It does. And tell you about botanical names is what I'm going to do with it. Uh So I'm guessing. But also she did do well in that class, so we can't rely (laughs) on it. Well, it was the microscope portion of that class that I struggled with. Mm -hmm. Um, Being someone who wears very strong glasses, microscope use was very difficult for Mm -hmm. me to figure out. And then there's all these people who are just like so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I get you there. Okay, so tell us about how this came about. Okay, well, I think we've probably all from, like, seventh grade science class heard of a guy named Linnaeus. Nope. No? Okay. So, (laughs) maybe, I think most people did. How many people remember their seventh? From history? Well, I learned it in science class, but maybe in history, too. Okay. I had a good science teacher in seventh okay, grade. Maybe okay. I learned it. I, I don't know. I bet you at least talked about it. His name is actually Charles or Carl von Linn. Okay. But somehow he got started being called Linnaeus. I didn't delve that deep into his history, mm-hmm. but I wonder if he gave himself a scientific name. That's legit. 
Yeah. Should we do that? I think we should. We'll do that. Okay. We'll update you. Um, he was a Swedish botanist in the 1700s, um, and he was very into organizing things, which is great because I'm not sure I am. He wrote what is called the Systema Naturae. Again, sure. it's Swedish, everyone. Who, no, no, I think it's, it's Latin. Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak any other languages. <laughs> let's be clear. I, I I don't know. I think it's Systema Naturae. Naturae. Do you think it was one of those, you know how when the A and the E connect sometimes? Yeah. I think that. I'm guessing it was that because I don't know how to type that on the keyboard. So um, That's a, not a shortcut we use frequently. No. Um and even though he was Swedish, he wrote it in the Netherlands because that's where he studied. So I saw that and I was like, this is a lot of yeah. things that Were don't like, go together. Sarah, you're bad at geography. Sweden and the Netherlands are not the same place. No, but... I think there was a lot of botanical study happening sure. in the Netherlands at that time. He he wrote it somewhere between 1735 and 1740. It was a friend's joke about the Netherlands. There. You remember... <laughs> I do not. Do you want to inform Sarah me? Sarah and I are both friends. Watchers. Um, is the one with all the football. Oh, That's the episode. yes. Yes, I do remember this. <laughs> the lady from the Netherlands. And they go, Joey, where are the Netherlands? And he goes, that's this made up place where Peter Pan is. <laughs> and then doesn't she try to say she's Dutch and then he gets mad because. Yes. Yes, she, that's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, everyone. That was not pertinent to this conversation but funny but i do agree from what i understand most of like the botanical information things happening at that time was in swedish netherlands all right. that kind of area much study and comparison of things so there were classification systems before linnaeus mm -hmm. but um for some reason they all decided they liked us better um i think it it was a very comprehensive um, system that included not just plants but animals and fungi as well. Right, because it's the same system. Yes. So, something it I didn't think about. Can cover the kingdoms and it was adaptable so that without having to create a new system, as we've been able to discover new organisms, we've been able to add on to his system. So, it's been able to last. Do you think we'll use it in space? I. Don't know. That could be fun. It could be fun. <laughs> Taking just something to think. Imagine about. what he would think of that. I know. I just know they rename stuff in space like all the time yeah. as they learn more about it. So well, I wonder what. That's a whole side thing for me to research on my own that does not apply to this. Podcast. Not really. But they do rename plants all the time too. Yes. Because in the 1700s we were looking mostly at things we could see. Right. And we could observe if plants could procreate together, and that would tell us if they were related enough. Right. But now we can look at their chromosomes. Right. We can do genetic testing on plants. Mm-hmm. Pretty Maybe easy. Maybe they do like a 23andMe test, and it tells them who they actually are. I am so surprised. You know they have those for dogs and cats and stuff? They do. Yeah. No, but I don't have a dog, so. Right. Well, so I get the ads all the time, like, find out what breed your dog is, right? Because I have a mixed breed. Um, same as with people where they're like, where are you from? 
I'm surprised they have not offered it for plants yet. Because I know some plant people <laughs> who would want to know, this plant looks a little different. Send it in. I don't know. Well, I think that's what the lab upstairs on third floor does. Don't overwhelm them, people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you can just walk in and submit things to I've them. I've sent multiple people up to yeah. them. So. <laughs> but they do change plant names which is frustrating to those of us who do try to keep up on Mm -hmm. knowing the scientific names but um, we're going to get into later the scientific name tells us a lot about the plant and so it is important that they're accurate correct yep all right how what 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 is in a name what's in a name what makes up what do we have in the scientific name what are the parts genus species and Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, there's more options. What did I miss? No, it's okay. They're optional pieces. Okay, good. First, the first (laughs) part of a scientific name, and you'll recognize the scientific name because it will look weird. It'll be Latin, (laughs) and it will be italicized properly. It will be italicized. Mm -hmm. So the genus is capitalized and italicized, and it is like the extended family. It's like all the aunts, uncles, and cousins. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find out the problem with my metaphor here shortly. (laughs) (laughs) So um, then the genus is like big categories. We have like asters. Sure. And then we have the species epithet, which we often just call the species. Mm -hmm. And it is also italicized, never capitalized. Never capitalized. I've taken off many a point at the state fair for that issue. Yes. (laughs) Never capitalized the species. And it is kind of like the smaller family. So we have like asters. And then we have aster lavis, which is smooth aster. We have aster blongifolius. And we have like, you know, different things. Now, the problem with my metaphor is the reason they can be in the same species is because they can genetically produce seeds together. Okay. Um, We don't recommend doing that within your immediate family. That's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So problematic metaphors. But I think it still still kind of stands to show you the size of those categories. Mm Then... Properly to list the scientific name, you should include, depending on the person's preference, I guess, I don't know how you choose this, either the last name or the initial of the botanist who named it. So the most common one you see is Linnaeus. Sure. So you'll see, like, I have no idea if he named this plant, but you'll have Aster Aracoides L. Dot. And the L will not be italicized. I have seen that. I didn't know what it was. That's what that is. So if you see a a scientific name and it has a letter and a dot or someone's name after it, that's the botanist who's credited with their name. It seems very unspecific. It's incredibly unspecific. (laughs) Um, It's also like who decides if it's an initial or a name. I don't know. Maybe you get the choice. Maybe they get the choice. Who really knows? Sometimes plants are named for the people who discovered them. Right. I'm a very big fan of this botanist whose last name was Buckley, and now I have all these Buckley eye right. plants. Um, yeah, because then there's also times when people name newly discovered after other people. Right. Many things named after Victoria. Right. Queens. Royalty yeah. is a popular one. Hence my royal garden. Yeah. <laughs> And then the optional pieces. So okay. some plants will have varieties. Wait, so the oh. L dot is not optional? 
Because I don't see it. I mean, it's proper, but who does it? It's like having the second fork at the dinner table. Yeah, I don't correct. Do that. But who the heck does that? <laughs> One fork. <laughs> you pick up the plates and you go, everybody save your fork for dessert. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where that L gets mm-hmm. shoved. That's okay. in the dessert fork. We don't do that in the Midwest, so not our problem. That's right. Um, the next. Yeah, what's next? the next okay, so optional part? The optional parts then are variety. Okay, these I know about. Yeah, you do know about these, and you've probably seen them. So sometimes you will see um, Rudbeckia, Speciosa, Variation, Speciosa, which is obnoxious because it's the same word, but it does mean something. Mm -hmm. So the variation, and often it'll just be V-A-R dot. Right. They won't write out variation. It, it stops fitting on the plant labels. It does. <laughs> We've run into this problem. It's very difficult to label plants mm-hmm. with variations. Still in italics, all lowercase. Okay. This is a variation that occurs naturally in nature and continues um, to show up. Okay. So things own. just cross themselves and yep. here it pops up. And so, you go, oh, new baby. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, Rudbeckia very you know, speciosa variation speciosa shows some difference between Rudbeckia speciosa variation fulgita. Do I know what the difference is? No. (laughs) But apparently (laughs) there is a difference. Okay. Now, because they still have the same species, they could cross-pollinate. Sure. But uh, whichever trait it shows determines which variation. Okay, so it's still like an outward trait it's typically an outward trait that you can spot right okay i say the typically is not fair it is an outward trait your ability to see it with the naked eye is questionable oh okay all right sometimes you may need a magnifying glass or a microscope or somebody to tell you what the heck you're well, looking at i don't have those at home i want one <laughs> have you seen those pocket microscopes i have i get ads for them all the time And they know they're marketed for kids, but I kind of want one. You know, a trick I learned in conservation education was that much cheaper is that jewelers, Uh mirrors or whatever they call it, work really well for that. I believe that. That is thanks to Jason the bird nerd at Spring Creek Prairie. He gave me that hack. Yeah, because those things are like 40 bucks, and Mm -hmm. I know that my child... Would not treat it like it was worth 40 bucks. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) They get left in the mud a lot. Um, And then we have, when humans get involved, we have cultivars. And that's what you see in quotes. And often will affect the common name. I see. I thought they were the same. But they're not. Well, I love it. There's more problems. But we're going to, we're just going to like keep it simple for a minute. (laughs) So the cultivar means cultivated variety, but we don't say that because that's long so the cultivar means um that humans have selected and continue to breed the plant for that trait Mm -hmm. and because of that we get like kind of extra naming rights and you can have royalties on those because you did the work to maintain that uh, trait taylor juniper yes taylor junipers snow flurry asters Mm -hmm. um no italics on a cultivar because Humans, because not nature. we're not fancy <laughs> humans. <laughs> and then there's seed strains, which are just confusing. Okay, well, I don't. <laughs> um, I don't want to go like super deep <laughs> no, into those because I don't fully know the answer, actually. 
So we have like Solidago, Speciosa, Quotes, Wichita Mountains. Mm -hmm. It's a seed strain discovered in the Wichita Mountains of Kansas and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And which aren't mountains, by the way, (laughs) for anybody (laughs) not from around here. Right, right, right. It is, looks like a cultivar on paper, Mm -hmm. but it is occurring in nature. Right. And I believe. The difference between that and a variety or variation is that left to nature, that trait would probably disappear. Mm -hmm. So it's a trait found and continued, but not manipulated by people. Okay. I am not 100% on that. That's what I've gathered from talking to other people because no one seems to have a good answer. Yeah, but seed strains are important. They are. And it's important to know... If you're in, so like, if you're a home gardener, you don't need to worry about seed strains that much, unless you really want to get into it. Unless you want to, then go for it. Yeah. But if you're running a greenhouse or a growing operation, you really want to worry about seed strains because we talk about it hyper-localized with trees a Mm -hmm. lot. So if we are going to grow a tree for eastern Nebraska, even if that tree grows in western Nebraska, we want a seed strain from eastern Nebraska. Because, adapted to Because it's we have. better adapted. At the same time, if we're going to grow it in western Nebraska, then we get that. And so we keep track of that seed strain so that we know this tree's, even though it's the same tree, <laughs> technically, yeah. they're going to be better in different places. And if you're doing habitat or conservation work, Knowing a seed strain versus a cultivar mm-hmm. is really important because you don't want to be releasing cultivated varieties into your conservation plantings. Right. However, nomenclature-wise or naming, the, that's what governs the way we write a, a scientific name, they look exactly the same. And that's a pet peeve <laughs> of mine because it causes me a lot of discussion to have between, you know, there's people with the native purist attitude mm-hmm. that we can only plant specifically native plants um and and yet we can't tell always from just reading the name if it's a cultivar or just a seed string that was a tangent i did not intend to go down quite that long well but i think it's worth it yeah that's good where and then then the other thing i wanted to share was where we get these names so sometimes it's for the person who found them so we have buckley eye plants. We have phlox buckley eye right. and Quercus buckley eye. Mm-hmm. Do you have them all? Um, I have those two. <laughs> there is also a primrose that I haven't got a hold of mm-hmm. yet. And then a lot of things. He was from Texas. Right. There's a lot of they things I just can't grow. grow. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to collect mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. There's also where they come from. So we have Pegnanthum virginiana. Actually native to a large part of the U.S., but it must have been first found in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, the use of plants, characteristics like color, fuzziness, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it tells us the environment that they're from. Are they from a wet place or a dry place? Or sometimes we have like mythological qualities like helenium. Named for Helen of Troy. It's also a subject I failed in seventh grade. (laughs) Guys, not a good year. (laughs) Let's pretend seventh grade didn't happen. Yeah. So that is a very quick um, little update on 
the background. And then I just want to talk through like some of the common species names that we come across and what they tell us about mm-hmm. the plant. Absolutely. Oh, I did forget to share with the changing of scientific names. If you want to kind of follow that and like you're just curious about why a name got changed or what it got changed to, there is a website called theplantlist.org. And they kind of keep up with what this International Botanical Congress is declaring at their meetings. I really think we should put together a movement to get us appointed. I just think that sounds so fancy. The International Botanical Congress. In 2011, they met in Melbourne, Australia, and I could sure use a trip Uh, to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. I would be of no help on that Congress. Pretty much none whatsoever, but I'd really enjoy visiting Australia. (laughs) All right. Yes. So, like, one of the ones that I remember changing recently that caused us a big stink was asters. Yes. Symphiotrichum. Especially since they moved from the front of the alphabet to the end of the alphabet. And that's how we organize our greenhouse. And our bench space was not organized to properly house the whole aster collection at the other end of the alphabet. And so we just left it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's... that's the other thing is just because they change these names there's nobody who like goes around enforcing that the confusing part to me though was that all the asters changed to symphiotrichum right? no there no? were things that dropped out of the list oh good gracious yeah, they weren't typical to us oh okay. so they it, that didn't really affect us okay so there's still asters asteraceae As- well that's the family Right. That comes before the genus. So, oh, Symphiotrichum is still within the Asteraceae <laughs> family, which okay. you're making, you're going back a step. I'm, I left families <laughs> out of this. Do you remember the list? Kingdom yes. Phylum? Yeah. I got the list. Yes. I don't. That's how far I got. Kingdom Phylum. Is it order, family, genus, species? Good job. Orders. That's what I forgot. Mm-hmm. So, I only went back to genus because that was all that really mattered to me. <laughs> um, but plant families do tell us some things. All right. Give us some. Yeah. Throw some names Kay. at us. Well, I want to start with one that I think you will like particularly because. I love this book, by the way. Isn't it pretty? It's mm-hmm. called Gardener's Latin. Um, there's actually a different book I wanted because it went into. The history of botanical Latin a little bit, but this one was on our bookshelf, making it free. So <laughs> we will, if it's available still in print, we'll put it on our yeah. bookshop.org. It's really pretty because it's got all these mm-hmm. botanical drawings, and then they illuminated the first like alphabet. Illuminated. <laughs> it's, what does that mean? Like the old medieval, like when the first letter of the first word is like all fancy drawn. Right. That's called illuminated. Yeah, oh, illumination. I didn't know that. I tried to learn how to do it once. It turns out I'm not very good at it. If you guys haven't figured it out yet, Sarah's much fancier than I am. (laughs) I just collect really (laughs) random pieces of information. All right. (laughs) So let's do it. The species name that I think you will appreciate is Albus. Albus Dumbledore. Yes. I knew this one, actually. I know. This is like one of the first ones I remembered because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Dumbledore. And he has a white beard. Albus means white. Mm -hmm. So the plant has white flowers. It might have the name Albus. There's like variations of that. So there's and didn't Dumbledore mean bee? I, it sounds bee like. <laughs> Dumbledore sounds like a bee name. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So white bee. 
Maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. Somebody fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> There's also albulus, which is white-ish. <laughs> so we can have white or we can just have kind of white. Oh my and there's gosh. like several, there's like a lot of variations of this. There's albomaculatus having white spots. And there's albosyncutus, white girdled. I am already mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get quite specific <laughs> with what your species epithet means. Oh my gosh, I no longer want this book. <laughs> oh, it's so I'm fun just though. Kidding. Okay, here's my list of what I came up for us. So okay. we've done Albus. Yes. Um, one I left off of this is Fistulosa. Fistulosa. So we have Monarda Fistulosa. Like fistules? F- Isn't that a I- medical thing? <laughs> no, that's pistules. Pus- pustules. Yeah. But I thought fist. Like the puking pistol. Pu- <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> puking pastels That's is what it was in Harry Potter. <laughs> because pastel is a candy. Um, fistulosis means tubular or pipe-like. So if you think about a bee balm uh-huh. flower, it's uh-huh. got all these little tubular. It's, the flower's actually made up of lots of flowers, and they're tubular. Okay, so that makes sense. A fistula in anatomy is an abnormal connection between two hollow spaces. Okay. So I like, sucked at anatomy real So bad. that's why I was like, it's a medical thing, right? That makes sense. An- anatomy was actually, I avoided taking that class. Okay, I did a good job in anatomy. Good job. I See, thought I was going to be a vet, remember? I thought yes. I needed to learn things. I thought I was going to be a vet, and then I took anatomy, and also... Chemistry for me. That did uh, it. It was not a good combination. So, <laughs> but that makes us a good combination because we have opposite skills. Yay. Okay. What's well, next? I do. The officinalis is one that I didn't know the meaning of until recently. Yeah. That's uh, for medicinal use. And it doesn't tell you what the medicinal use is, <laughs> no. unfortunately. Do you eat it? Do you make a paste? Do you, like, yeah. Do you treat it internally or externally? externally? Which is an important <laughs> distinction. So it's not a diagnosis, but it does tell you that the plant has a history of medicinal use. Mm-hmm. Vulgaris, which you would think means ugly, does not. Vulgar. It means common. So, I oh. mean, you think about vulgar, common, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So we have... You know, it would be like the most common form of the plant. I just totally blanked okay. on anything vulgaris. I, I couldn't tell you any that have it. Speciosa mm-hmm. means showy, not the species. So it's, I put those two next to each other because you might think speciosa means like the most common. We have like Solidago it's speciosa. The species. It's the goldenrod. It's not. It's showy. It's typical species, Barbie. <laughs> if you've seen Barbie yet, I have which I not seen last night. <laughs> so good. So, speciosa, showy. So, we have showy goldenrod, we have showy milkweed, we have lots of things. Sometimes you'll also hear common for speciosa, but like you'll have common milkweed is Asclepia speciosa. But that, but speciosa doesn't mean common. I'm going to cut that because that that's going to confuse that people. That is so confusing. <laughs> okay. I like rigida, though, because yes. that sounds exactly like what it is. Yes. It's rigid. Like, Solidago rigida is stiff goldenrod. Yes. It means what it sounds like. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we have one. We have one. And paradoxa is similar. Uh, it means strange or unexpected. It's a paradox. It's a paradox. So echinacea paradoxa is yellow. 
most echinaceas are some form of pink or purple. Right. I don't like paradox. Because it's weird? (laughs) Because it's yellow. (laughs) If I don't, I kind of stay away from it because if I'm going to have a yellow coneflower, I may as well have a retibita. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, something that's supposed to be yellow, I guess. Right. Right. I look at that coneflower and I go, there's something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) So I'm going to stick with my vulgaris. I mean, that makes sense. There are no coneflowers. I'm not aware of any. No. But common ones, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Or it just might be that they're not from North America. Going off the deep end. Okay. Perfect. So macro or Mm -hmm. macra, I think you can guess means large finally another one yeah <laughs> and it's usually combined with another word so we have macrophylla is mm-hmm. large leaves mm-hmm. phyla usually refers to leaves that makes sense in my head i can I see so. that i don't know if it makes sense to everyone i think i've just taken enough plant science that phyla means leaf and it's just ingrained sure isn't there macrocopa macrocarpa carpa and I don't remember what carpa means. Okay. I can look it up quick. It says it means large cones. So, yeah. Quercus mm. macrocarpa has big acorns. I right. don't know. Sure. Lactatus is milky. Milky. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, milkweed. Mm-hmm. I don't know milkweed called that, but that's my example, is if you cut open a milkweed and the white stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. So, we have Baptisia lactea. Mm-hmm. It's white. It's yes. kind of different. It's a creamy white. So, it's, like, milky looking. That just grossed me out, too. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, ugh. <laughs> because there's Baptisia alba, too, right? Yeah. Which is white, Very white. white. <laughs> Actually, no. I believe they are a disagreement of names. You Baptisia guys. alba and Baptisia lectia are the same thing. Oh, no. <laughs> so the reason that we get confusion like that where a plant has the same name, not like a changed name, mm-hmm. is there's such a thing, they call it the law of primacy. So the first accepted published scientific work to refer to a plant by a scientific name starts out as right until like, you know, it's DNA, it's, you know, studied and they say, oh, DNA wise, this plant belongs somewhere else. It's like Star Trek. So I think some. <laughs> Prime Directive. <laughs> it was a very Order official <laughs> sounding name, I thought. Yes. So it might be, you know, sometimes in you have like a scientific article come out one part of the world and another part kind of close to the same time and you get two scientific names running around well the com- congress has chosen one but who checks with them all the time i re- more you talk about this congress the more i want to be <laughs> you just want the power well slytherin <laughs> yes i'm very slytherin uh, okay Okay. What's the next one? Spicata. Yep. Spiked. Spiked. That one also makes yep. sense. Lyatra like spicata, spiked gay feather. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot of confusion that could happen there. Yep. Pelosum means soft hairs. Sure. So Phlox pelosum is a soft, fuzzy plant. Like a possum. Possum. <laughs> I don't. That's how I'm going to remember it. Okay. <laughs> Do Are possums soft? They look so weird. Have you touched a possum? Only a dead one. 
<laughs> after okay, the dog, Slytherin. After the dog killed Dead it. Possum. It was the dog's fault. My dog got a possum once, but he pulled off all its hair before I got to it, so it was not soft. I can't talk about what my dog did to the possum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to skip down the list because okay. I want to compare Pelosum, which is soft and hairy, mm-hmm. to Hirsutus, which is coarse and hairy. And somehow, Hirsutus, that made sense to me. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Hairy. Harry, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Pelosum? I don't know. That sounds soft and fluffy to me, but mm-hmm. I don't know why. It could just be because I know that word and have associated with, if you've ever felt flocks pelosum, it's like our pink flocks. Yeah. It's just like the softest, like delicate, fuzzy. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then hirsutus, we have penstemon hirsutus, which is hairy penstemon, and there's nothing soft about that. It is hairy, but it's not soft. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we also have Penstemon digitalis. And digitalis, if you think of the digits on your fingers, is hand-like. Okay, like a lead plant, too? Does that have digitalis in it? No. Oh, my God. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't find Penstemon Digitalis particularly hand or finger like, so I can't speak to how they I named it. I don't either. But it is what it is. Not my choice. Um, also like. Until we get to the Congress. <laughs> until we discuss with them the fact that I. We will have a lot of changes to make. Right. And Digitalis always confused me. That's not what I thought it was going to mean. Because Penstemon Digitalis is Foxglove Penstemon. And Digitalis is the genus of foxglove flowers. And so I thought it meant fox. Like, I thought it was going to be something fox-related. Okay, sure. But it's not. Yeah. And then we have Tenua. And I know that sounded like I cut it off, because you're used to hearing Tenuafolium or Tenuafolius. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) No. Nobody was finishing it that way. I was the, like, tenuous. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) No. She's like, you're all thinking about tenufolium. No. Nobody is thinking that. (laughs) I was. That is all I was thinking of. Okay. But it is tenuous makes sense. It's slender. It's tenuous. Tenuifolium is slender-leaved. And tenuifolius is slender flowered. Great. Yes. Okay. So we get slender leaf mountain mint. Yes. Which I, the mountain mints I do confuse. Yeah. There's many of them. Mm -hmm. Also, a mountain mint is Virginianum from Virginia. We kind of already covered that. Yes. Are there other states? Um, Texensis. I see a lot of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Carex nebraskensis. Nebraska sedge. Yeah. Why do we have to add, why can't we just say Nebraska? Well, because that doesn't sound <laughs> Latin-y. That's, That's why I said they made up some of these words. They definitely made <laughs> they them up. definitely not all I real mean, words. we know Nebraska wasn't a real word. It was stolen from native peoples. It wasn't so, a real word to them? It, But not the way we say it oh, or spell it So now. we like took it and misinterpreted it and mm-hmm. then used it. Yes. And then the Latin names... Further, further that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, mm-hmm. we, yeah, there's a lot. There's probably every state. There's Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's probably one there's for probably, all of them. Probably, I want to know Hawaii's. Hawaii-ensis? 
I don't know. I just made that up. No one quote that. (laughs) But we are a part of the Congress, so we will make it official. The Congress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where are we? Gracilis. I'm guessing you can. Maybe you can guess that one. See, it says graceful on your paper. It does. But I thought grass. (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. I mean, grass is slender mm -hmm. and graceful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Some grass. Except for the grass that's cuts you open. That's true. I did get a grass paper cut the other day. And man, Those that are the thing worst. like crazy. It's like razor blades. Mm-hmm. I okay. also had a great encounter with a lilac bush I was trimming this weekend and split my lip open with it. Oh my gosh. And it, it made me look very tough for like a day. Um, so I also, you know, I was transforming my back garden mm-hmm. that has gotten out of control it's covered in weeds from the back neighbor who the, the house is vacant so that's why oh. i'm not trying to blame my neighbor right but the house is vacant and it has this huge vine thing growing so i was cutting it back and it's a thick vine and as i was putting it into the prep the bags to get it hauled away because that's not going in the compost no. <laughs> um it smacked me in the face four oh. times <laughs> Going, I was like, it's it a vine of death. Want to go? No, it's a different uh, one. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I either. don't know what I did to this lilac bush. I just wanted to prune it so it would bloom <laughs> nicely, and I, I got a little that. angry and smacked myself in the face. So it was a bloody day in my garden. <laughs> Hence why I wear goggles. I think that's very you. wise. <laughs> Protect your eyeballs. Yes. Okay, what's I'm the next lost one? Where we are. Oh, strictus. Mm-hmm. So. There's penstemon strictus. There's there's lots of strictus. It means mm-hmm. erect or upright. So strict. Right. And I thought it meant, because we will often say like straight species or strict oh, species. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but that's not that's right. Not, no. Because what, can you explain real quick what like a straight species straight is? Straight species is no cultivar or variation. Right. So it's almost everything. So it's like we have Asclepius incarnata, which is swamp milkweed. And that's the straight species. And then we have Asclepius incarnata, and then in quotes, ice ballet. Right. Which is white swamp milkweed, and that's the cultivar. Fancy ice ballet. Ice ballet. Sounds fancy. It does. It looks the same. It's just white. (laughs) So there you go. Mm. These people who name these things. (laughs) Because then I'm like, then it should just be Alba. Right. And (laughs) so... We haven't really even talked about common names a lot, but the people who choose common names are sometimes like definitely enjoying life or really mm-hmm. boring. Like there is a purple mildew resistant bee balm. <laughs> That's its cultivar name. Purple mildew no, resistant. Name it something better. Right? Like, you know, there was that person who discovered something. I think it was a salamander and they named it after Taylor Swift. Like, That's better than nothing. <laughs> Come on. Well, sure. Better than purple mildew resistant, which I will say tells it like it is. It is purple, I mean, yeah, and it's least. mildew resistant. So sure, it that is. salamander didn't look anything like Taylor Swift. Gee, I hope not. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> Could it sing? Not that I know of. I don't. I think they were just big Swifties, oh, and they just wanted their chance to honor her. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, it made the news. What you gonna do? Maybe that was their plan all along. And name it after Lizzo. Maybe I'd get it. That would be more suitable. <laughs> That'd be okay. fun. Next, we have another one that I think you'll be able to guess, which is Azarea. Blue. Yeah. 
Yay! Sky blue. I did it. My favorite is Salvia Azarea, which actually is not its full name. It's like Salvia Azarea Variation Grandiflora or something like that because it has big flowers. Grandiflora. Grandiflora. Mm -hmm. Not Macrofloris, which also (laughs) means big flowers. Oh my God. So my brain. (laughs) Perhaps the lesson you can learn from this episode is no one knows what the heck is going on so just go with it mm-hmm. i'll end on a, a, a nicer one okay which is adora or odorata smell fragrant fragrant mm-hmm. but I'm, a good one but a good one <laughs> not an odorous odor not the stinko flower oh that would is that um oscar the grouch's pet I don't know. I stinky. Just, stinky. Stinky. So we have these Sesame Street stickers, and Silas found a stinky plant sticker. Mm-hmm. He goes, why is this plant so angry? And I said, well, <laughs> it smells bad. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Adora is the opposite of poop. It means sweet <laughs> or fragrant. Good. <laughs> As in Solidago Adora, which is sweet goldenrod, mm-hmm. and is my second, fa- third favorite goldenrod. What's what my are, third favorite goldenrod? Okay, what are one and two? My first is... Wichita Mountains, which we already talked yeah. about. And my second is Solidago Rigida, the stiff goldenrod. Mm-hmm. And then my third is the sweet, which is actually what's planted in my yard. There you go. Yes. I like it. Okay. Does that sum up the very confusing names? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard like to tell. everything, we're not sure. Sometimes... I think the lesson from here is sometimes you can learn things from the common names mm-hmm. or from the scientific names. But there may be multiple answers to the same question. So big, macro, grand, all good, You're all gonna big. Explode my brain. <laughs> Just don't be too rigid about it, and it'll help you out in your shopping. And if you have concerns, don't call us. Call the International Botanical Congress, <laughs> who probably won't take your call. Because <laughs> they haven't taken mine. <laughs> Oh, okay. I gotta think about something else. Yeah. How about what's blooming right now? Oh, update us on your Calaroe. Okay, guys. It's dead. <laughs> just <laughs> one of them. <laughs> okay, just the one rest are still going. Too big. I was working in the garden this weekend, and I went, hmm, where'd all that dirt come from? And I put it back. And then the next day I walked by and I went, hmm, where'd all that dirt come from? And then I realized... There's something living under there that is kicking that dirt up. It was a bad weekend for wildlife in my house. Man, you had a wild weekend. (laughs) I also walked down to my basement to spot a raccoon butt hanging out of my chimney thing down there. So that was fun. Anyways, that's what's happening in my Calaroe. It's a whole thing. So... I don't know what to do either. So then I came in and said, Sarah, we need to do a podcast on non-insect pests in the garden. She goes, great idea. And I was like, sooner the better. <laughs> I need to know what to do. I don't know. Send us your tips. Send me yeah. your tips. Or your experts, because that's a, yeah. hard, that's a hard question that we don't really Especially know. Especially to, to find people who aren't just going to come out and poison things. Yes. Um, let's not... That's very not what helpful. I'm interested in. <laughs> and not very helpful in our yards where our pets mm-hmm. and our children are. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Any ideas or professionals that you know? And and also, like, the selling things. Like, we could call a pest control company, but right. they're going to 
come on our podcast to sell their product. So yeah, um, anybody you've got in mind, we could use some help. And I'm not looking for the Caddyshack method either. How about the one? Have you seen the Instagram reel where the guy like pours gas in the hole and then throws a match in and his whole yard blows up? Oh my god! It's kind of funny, but bad. What a funny disaster. but bad, bad, bad. It like the whole grass just lifts up and flops back down. Oh yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I'm glad it's not my yard, but I did enjoy watching it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're gonna come approach it with smarts. <laughs> and a little more delicacy. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Is it delicata? <laughs> delicata. Oh. Is that what? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll approach it with gracilis. Grace. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't find. I could go with tenuifolium as well. Because it's a tenuous relationship. It's a tenuous relationship. <laughs> Anyways, what is blooming in my garden? My some of my midsummer alliums Ooh. are just starting. So I have a nodding um, prairie onion, one of my favorites. I took a picture of it and posted it on Instagram this weekend, Yay. and I had to lay on my back right because it nods. Yes, <laughs> to get underneath, <laughs> get underneath it. it. So it makes for a cool photo. It does, and you need to have Matthew take the behind-the-scenes picture of you laying on the ground trying to take a picture of nodding onions. Yeah, it would be amusing. And the dog's usually there trying to get in my face, too. Yeah. It's a fun time. So that is blooming. My um, my iron weed is still blooming. Mine just it's started. so big and pretty. How big is yours? Do it's you have the big taller one? than me. Oh, okay. Do we, yes. do, which one do you have? The tall one. <laughs> I think... I think Arkansas? I thought I had the Iron Butterfly one, but mine is, like, blooming into our second-story window. Yeah. So, I think I do not have Iron Butterfly, which is supposed to be four feet tall. No, I wanted a very tall yeah. one for I'm that spot. completely happy with it, because mm-hmm. it's, like, the view out this window is of our neighbor's house. Right. So, the fact that this plant got tall enough to bloom in front of our neighbor's house, mm-hmm. fine by me. Yeah. I love it. Um, and then I had just remembered another one that's with me right now. Hold on. It'll come to me. Maybe not. <laughs> that's. Oh, yeah. My um, my hyssop. Giant yes. hyssop. Yes. Oh, pretty. Mm. It's so pretty and smells so good. Not fit hyssop in to my yard Is that yet. an officinalis? There is. Yeah, hyssop officinalis. I don't know if that's one I planted. Very medical. Yeah, I intend to make a tea. Yum. For my people in my life who have migraines it's supposed to help okay i await the report bob told me okay and honestly hasn't led me astray no he (laughs) he kind of knows his medicinal plants so we'll see i'm gonna give it a go what's blooming in your garden speaking of tea my Mm -hmm. chamomile is going nuts so i pick like a whole bunch of flowers and three days later i can pick more Nice. I have this herb drying rack in my basement so I can have some tea. Mm-hmm. And what else is blooming? Oh, I've got baby cone flowers. I had to. Babies. Well, I say they're babies because I had to dig up their parent because it had aster yellows. Right. And, and you're it, wondering what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? I'm kind of mm-hmm. waiting to see what's. I'm sure they're going to get it too because they're mm-hmm. like right in that spot. But in the meantime, they're very pretty. Yay. And it's nice because I really wanted to have them. Mm hmm. <clears throat> I think my goldenrod is starting. I have one of the earliest ones, which is the um, sweet goldenrod. Mm-hmm. So it is 
just turning the faintest yellow. To me, sweet goldenrod also looks fuzzy. It is kind of yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. very it's more airy. The yeah, flowers yeah. are kind of more open. Mm-hmm. Um, and our sunflowers, we've got like the gigantic tall sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also second floor. Yeah, <laughs> or third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Just everything. Well, yeah. I mean, like the whole I garden. Not list yeah, everything that is. But those pretty. are the ones I'm most excited about right now. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love it. So good. <sighs> All right. It's such a beautiful time in the garden right now. It is. This is my favorite. I mean, it is hot. Like it is hot. I have to get out there like first thing in the morning, or I wait till mm-hmm. after bedtime and go back out myself. Because I'm kind of cranky when it's like 95. Mm-hmm. I will say, I posted an Instagram reel, my first reel. I saw it. Ever. It looked great. From the Backyard Farmer Garden. Wow. If you haven't been by recently, it is peak beautifulness. It is. Oh my goodness. Come on all by. Of the fla- all the annuals that they have mm-hmm. and the perennials. Everything's mm-hmm. blooming. I got to tell you, I'm a sucker for me- um, marigolds yes they're so, and they look amazing i don't always plant them because in the spring i think they're kind of boring mm-hmm. but they're so yellow they're so whatever color because mm-hmm. like i love the yellow and the orange yep. or and the sheer amount of ruffles yes. on them <laughs> and i like the orange like the burnt red yes. ones mm-hmm. yeah i love me a marigold yeah what? simple but beautiful I'm going to add a new question. Okay. What are you eating from your garden right now? Oh, man. Okay, so I'm eating a ton of cucumbers. I know. I'm eating some of your cucumbers, too. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, my Nebraska wedding tomatoes are finally ready, also from Bob. Some shishito peppers, also from Bob. Um, I tried to... I put my basil in pots Mm -hmm. so that I can move it in towards the end of the season and keep it for just a little bit longer and i tried to pick up my thai basil (laughs) it has definitely grown through the pot into the ground and i was like well that's an experiment failed i don't know right i'll be able to yeah but so we'll we will see so yeah yeah, those are all the things i mean tons of mint i like mint in so many things so mint is always good to have Mm mm-hmm Lots of carrots in our garden. I'm we jealous. Have a carrot bumper crop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna plant a second crop of carrots and parsley, but I always plant lots of parsley because I like making that green sauce to right. put on stuff. And herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love just got herbs. some plums from a friend's garden, Ooh. so we ate some, and I'm gonna make I think jelly or something. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna do plum apple? Ooh, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Never oh. had that combination before. But I don't but I, see why it wouldn't work. I googled good plum combinations and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. So I think it will be good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Love it. Well, we have lots of exciting things coming up, including how to get rid of gophers in your garden. So voles <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. Whatever now. it is. We might just start digging. See what I find. See if you can dig the whole one up. city under there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I have no idea. Send Alistair in. I'm going to. He has dug up a vole here and there. He's a useful dog. Good. <laughs> they should be. My rabbit, not so helpful. <laughs> I just love that she can't handle being dirty. She does not like to be dirty. She loves the carrot tops, though. Mm-hmm. She's a oh, fan sure. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Send in your questions, especially if they are about voles. <laughs> <laughs> or your answers, especially if they're about voles. I would appreciate it. 
and please don't forget to rate and review us so that we can meet more people send our information out join as a member on plantnebraska.org or join our subscription on our patreon so many ways to be a part of everything that we do and we really appreciate you listening bloombox and bloombox growing deeper are both programs of the nebraska statewide arboretum